my first race was the Baton Rouge Beach Marathon uh, around uh, LSU campus and the lakes around there, and um, I didn't die. This Runs Radio, episode 678, starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, today's episode of the show is brought to you by Be Ready on Race Day. Yes, that is my book. And uh, yes, I guess that technically makes me my own sponsor. But, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. got to pay the bills somehow. And, and certainly, um, I know that there's folks that are listening to the show that found the show because they found the book first, uh, which is which is awesome. And uh, I hope that for those of you that have, have read the book, uh, for those of you that are using it to create your training plans... Um, I hope that it's serving you well. I've gotten lots of good feedback. Haven't had too much negative feedback yet. Uh, I don't know if that means that there is no negative feedback or just haven't haven't heard of it yet. But uh, if you haven't heard of the book yet, uh, BeReadyOnRaceDay.com is the website. And uh, you can also get it on Amazon, Kindle, things like that. But uh, the, the reason I wrote the book is because... You know, if you listen to the show very long, you know I don't like one size fits all anything, especially when it comes to training plans. And so I, I went ahead and wrote the book for those that maybe don't want to work with a coach, maybe don't have it in the budget right now to, to hire myself or another quality coach to, to help you prepare for a race, but you also don't want a one size fits all plan. So uh, you, you take the book and actually write your own custom plan. Basically, I tell you everything that I do as a coach. And then you just put it into, into practice. And I like to think it's pretty easy. I know it's an easy read. I like to think it's a pretty easy implementation. It's not too technical. You don't have to overthink things. Just follow the, follow the steps, follow the process. Um, and that's, that's what the book is all about. So if you're interested in that, maybe you got some races coming up, um, you know, later this year, you need to start training for, or get a little more serious about your training for, or maybe you're already starting to look towards 2020 and you want to put a good plan in place to help have yourself ready to, you know, chase down that BQ, that new time goal, that new PR, whatever it might be. Um, be ready on racedaycom or just search for be ready in race day on Amazon. And, uh, hopefully I can help you on that front by helping you learn how to write your own custom training plan. So check it out if you're interested. If you have any questions, let me know. And uh, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, I uh, honestly don't know how to properly introduce today's guest because uh, after doing a little bit of you know research slash internet stalking around his website, uh, I, you know, for, for lack of a better term, I was left a little bit speechless because uh, his first organized race, as far as I can tell, and we'll get into this, so maybe I'm, I'm mistaken, but his first organized race was actually a, a full marathon. And then, you know, eventually he decided to do ultra marathons. And so his first, of course, his first ultra was then a hundred miler. Uh, so talk about a guy who starts, you know, just jumps off the deep end. Like, like really, like who does that? Well, today's guest is who? David Terrio. That's, that's, that's the guy. He does all these types of crazy things. So, uh, David, thanks for, uh, for joining us today and, and welcome to the show. Looking forward to hearing a bit more about some of those adventures and maybe a, a few others as well. Yeah, man. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And, uh, guys, if you want to check out, uh, some, some adventures, there's no way we're going to get to all of them because there's, uh, I, like I said, speechless looking around a website, just 
ridiculous. Uh, but Terrio is in his last name, dot run. What a, what a great handle. Uh, but let me spell that for you. T-H-E-R-I-O-T. So kind of like The Riot. The Riot dot run. if you want to look at his website. Um, all of all of the things there, race reports, gear reports, lots of lots of cool stuff there. If you want to follow him on Instagram, it's uh, at Riot Dude. But the, the O, if I'm, if I'm correct here, is actually the number zero. So it's R-I, the number zero, yep. uh, T-D-U-D-E. Uh, on Instagram, and as per usual, I have everything linked up in the show notes. Dizruns.com slash 768 is the link that will get you back to the show notes today. We'll, we'll find some photos and have the links and all all those good things about uh, you know that we talk about today with David and, and every, anything else that we that makes sense. We'll link it up there. Dizruns.com slash 768. So, David, the way we always uh, start off each episode of the show is with a, a pretty simple question um, that for some folks is a little bit difficult to answer and if i had to categorize i would say that the ultra marathoners uh, among us tend to have a maybe a bit more difficult time with this question just because there's more options to options available but uh the, the question like i said simple to a- answer or simple to ask maybe difficult to answer but here it is what is your favorite distance to race and why all right man i'm gonna have to say uh as of right now um the 100 mile distance i just i love the process of, uh, of, of preparing and getting things ready and logistics and, and then just executing it and going through all of the stuff that has to do with a hundred miler, you know, all of the suffering and the pain and then the highs and the lows and everything else. And, and the feeling of getting to the finish line. So that's, that's where I am right now. I've, I've, I've got one 200 miler under my belt and, um, I don't know that it may change once I do another one, but for right now, I like a hundred miles. Only, only an ultra runner would be, would be somebody that says, I love the hundred miles because I love the suffering and the pain and all the, all of the, all of the stuff that leads up to that, that moment of, uh, of completing it and that, that success there. But, um, like I said, some crazy, crazy races. We'll get into to some of those things as, as we go along, but, uh, curious. And I, I know a little bit, like I said, from looking around the website, but, um, you haven't always been a runner. So how did you kind of get into, into this whole crazy sport that uh, we all know and love? Yeah, it's it it's kind of um, it just kind of happened. I, um, I I wrestled in high school and uh, and then after high school I, I got into jujitsu and, and things like that. And and the only running I did was just for for cardio or to cut weight um, and things like that. And uh, in uh, 2009 I was I was training jujitsu and um, I, I zigged when I should have zagged. I did the wrong thing and I, I blew my ACL and uh, it it was. Uh, uh, it we heard a pop and it, it was bad and I was still trying to run I was still trying to train and, uh, and then when I discovered that my ACL was actually blown uh, I had to have ACL reconstruction surgery and uh, December of 2009 I had surgery and I wanted a goal um, to help rehab my knee as quickly as possible so I just set this kind of arbitrary goal I, I enjoyed my runs but you know like I said they were just for cardio and to cut weight so I said I, I want to run a marathon within a year and um I, I had never run a 5k or anything else like that and um i think the furthest i had had gone was like seven miles or so in in just just running mm-hmm. and so uh rehab the knee man and uh sought some help and started training and um my first race was the baton rouge beach marathon uh around uh lsu campus and the lakes around there and um I didn't die, <laughs> so uh, it, it hurt. But uh, I, 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 I liked it, man. I liked the process, so I just kept, kept. Uh, went back and did five Ks and some ten Ks, half marathons, some more marathons, and um, 
you know, just went from there. I just fell in love with it. I never really, I did a little bit of jujitsu since then, but, uh, never really went back. Um, just, just been running since. Wow. Um, it's, it's, Obviously, it's a little bit uh, backwards from what a lot of people do as far as is working the way up to the marathon. You just dove in right, you know, right off the deep end. Um, you know, it, it sounds from hearing hearing you talk about it that it was, you know, kind of pretty pretty smooth sailing. But um, you know, not only first race being a marathon, but coming back from from ACL surgery, uh, full reconstruction, building all all that comes back after that. I, I, I'm an athletic trainer by trade, so like I've I've worked with plenty of athletes coming back from torn ACLs, and it's it's often a little bit slower process than, than people uh, hope that it's going to be. How is kind of combining both of those things of, of coming back from major knee surgery and training for a, a race that, that, you know, I mean, I'm imagining you didn't have anything, you know, any idea what you were really getting yourself into. Was it, was it as smooth sailing as you made it sound? Um, well, I mean, it, it was tough. I mean, I, there were so many unknowns, uh, because I, luckily I, I sought the help of, uh, just, uh, we have a, we had a track club where I lived in Morgan City, Louisiana, and, uh, sought the help of, uh, the coach of the club a little bit. And, um, it took a while. Luckily the, uh, there was no other damage to the knee except the, the ACL. There was no, um, the meniscus was fine. The car, you know, the cartilage, everything was good. It was just a blown ACL. Um, and, um, so it was a little bit easier to, to, to rehab from, I, I, I tore my ACL again later on. <laughs> we can talk about that. Um, and, uh, that one was from being on a trampoline. It was much worse, but, um, so, um, you know, I pretty much told a physical therapist, I said, you know, I know it's going to hurt. It just don't let me, don't let me mess anything up, but, uh, any, any pain that's good pain, I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll suffer through it if, uh, if it'll rehab me quicker and, and just get me back doing the things I want to do. And, um, so once I was able to, you know, I, once I was able to walk, I walked and then I was able to start jogging. I jogged and just slowly built up and did it as, as smart as I could. I didn't do anything crazy. I listened to the advice of, uh, the therapist and, and, uh, and the doctor and, um, but built up and, and I had to learn what a, what a long runs per long, slow run was for and what uh, speed work was for and, and, and all of that. So it was kind of a, it's kind of an adventure, you know, just mm-hmm. getting up early in the morning and, and, uh, basically whatever the coach put on my, what I was supposed to run, I said, you better make sure I'm supposed to do it. Cause I'm going to do what's on the chart. And, uh, and, and it worked. And I, uh, I think that first marathon was at three forty three, Um, and, uh, I just, just like I said, I just I loved it. I love the the whole thing. Uh, the, the Baton Rouge Beach Mar- Marathon is a double. Um, it's a double loop, and so there were a whole bunch doing a half marathon, and it was kind of an interesting thing. Uh, my daughter did her first uh, half marathon uh, during that, and uh, I also add in I, I read Born to Run, and I was I ran my first marathon in Vibram Five Fingers, so it was <laughs> I did all my training. So that it really helped with good form, and and really helped with rehabbing correctly. But anyway, it was just kind of funny when everybody's like, "You're almost done," and I was like, "No, I've got to run it again." You know? <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's a an interesting experience. I've done that a couple times where it's, you know, where, where either it's, it's a double loop or at least the, the marathon and the half do, you know, the first 11 or 12 miles together before the half kind of splits off and the, the full goes the other direction. And it's, it's interesting, um, feeling to kind of be like with typically, at least in, in my experiences with a, a fair number of people. And then all of a sudden you make the turn and it's like, wow, like oh, there's not yeah. nearly as many people around anymore. 
Yeah, it's like no man's land. That's when you gotta just just dig in there, and you know, you don't have many distractions or anything. You just gotta just gotta do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Going back to to, and I hate to keep getting hung up on on the the very very early days because there's enough newer recent stuff that that I definitely want to get into. But being a, a you know a wrestler, a jujitsu guy, kind of a, a combat sports kind of kind of guy, if I can use that that term. Um, <laughs> Why wasn't the goal to get back into back onto the mats, back onto doing jujitsu after after the ACL injury? What was what what was the draw at that point? Or was there like can you even put your finger on what what the draw was to say you know what I'm going to kind of leave this this combat stuff in the past and and switch more to something that I'm still pretty new at and and go into the running side? Yeah, I uh, it, I guess um, I, my concern was because I loved the running, uh, I just kind of fell in love with it. And, and look, I, I still miss jujitsu. In fact, uh, I, I live in Oklahoma now, and I've, I've been eyeing a local uh, jujitsu um, gym, you know, thinking about doing that as some cross training. Uh, but I, I think my concern in the beginning, and, and even still now, is I, I, I'm enjoying ultra running so much. And I've always got a, a goal race in mind. I always have my A race I'm training for, and I don't want to do anything that'll tweak a knee right. or, or, or mess, you know, do anything to mess it up. And that's, I guess, that's kind of my big concern. You know, I'd have to go in and just just be really careful not to to mess up my knee, you know, so that it'll it'll keep me from doing what I what I've fallen in love with. So uh, I, I'll pro- I have a feeling I'll end up doing it again. I just need to be you know i'll just have to be really careful and uh and be confident that i won't destroy my knee again <laughs> yeah i i feel like i'm kind of in that that boat sometimes with just just various things like uh you know i've i've never really had a serious itch to do like an obstacle course race and it's mostly just because it's like my luck you know would be like i'd be the guy that like slips on some random obstacle and 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 hurts a knee or, or tears a muscle or, you know, just some, some random fluky thing that's like, no, nah, I'll just stick to the roads and, and the trails and, and, you know, hope that, hope that, uh, the cars avoid me and, and the, the random routes and the things like that, that, uh, you know, that, that, that can be freaky injuries for us. But, um, so, okay. So you get, you get into, into the running side of things, crush your first marathon. I mean, shoot 343. I know, I know myself and many others are still aiming for a time in that, in that, vicinity you know so that that's your introductory marathon and we've been doing this for a while still trying to get to that point um but you know you, you kind of get into running go back and do a bunch of of other races you know smaller stuff kind of build the the uh you know the the portfolio of different race distances and then at some point you get the the idea of like hey let me try an ultra marathon um w- was there ever any thoughts of like you know, doing it the quote unquote conventional way of like starting with a 50 K and working your way up the ladder. Um, or was it just like, shoot, this worked for me with, with, uh, marathoning and, and then working my way back down. Let me just go into the, uh, the ultra world at a hundred miles and start there. Well, I, I, I don't even know why I, why I, I don't know. I, I had something wrong with my brain or something. I, I don't know you, why you I, I signed me. Just let the record show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just wanted to dive in. And, um, and I, my first, uh, my first, uh, ultra was the Cajun coyote hundred miler in, uh, in Ville Platte, Louisiana. Um, and, um, I, I actually, uh, trained on, you know, I'd run on those, on that course on so a 20 mile loop. And so I really loved it. And I just, I don't know. I just figured I knew I had it in me and I figured I would go ahead and do it and, uh, you know, follow the, follow the training. And it was, a um, 
it was a booger. It was tough, man. It wasn't easy. And I had to, you know, it's, you know, hundred milers and they just scrub you to your core, you know, and, um, you, you find out what you're really made of. And I, I, I don't know. I just decided to do it and, and I did it. And, you know, then went back and did the, some of the other ultras, um, lower distances still, still ran some marathons and things like that. But, um, I just fell in love with that, you know, <laughs> just that, that, that feeling, that process, the, um, finding out what I was made of and what I could do. And, uh, so yeah. And then, uh, you know, discovered that, you know, 50 miles and 50 Ks are tough too. <laughs> so it just depends on the, you know, um, just depends on the, the, the terrain. It depends on the, the conditions and, you know, you're pushing harder and shorter distances. And, and so, uh, yeah, just, just kind of learn, learn, you know, learn to enjoy it all. But, um, that was uh, that was a fun uh, fun process, man. Just being able to do that first one on some Louisiana trails that I, I spent so much time on. When when you said that you knew you had it in you, how, how like I don't know a better way to ask this. Like how how did you know what what was it that what was it was like you know I, I know how you know were there were there some doubts was there was there ever a, I mean was there ever a doubt like how, how did you know that like you were going to be able to make this, this jump from, you know, 26 miles to a hundred miles. Well, well, I, I say, I know I had it in me. I knew, I knew I, I could get it done. Was it going to be on the first try? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. Cause I just, I just, knew, I knew it was going to be, um, I don't know. I, 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 there was an underlying confidence, but man, it's so, you know, I, I was, uh, I was nervous. I was scared. I just remember thinking, you know, you had times of doubt where I'm like, this is, this is stupid. I, I you know, I, I can't believe I'm going to, I'm going to do this, but I was excited at the same time because of the, the prospect of, of, of being able to achieve that, you know? And, and I knew I, I had a, the people around me that, you know, I put in the training, I put in the time, and I was very disciplined with with what I did, and so that that's what kind of gave me the the confidence. Like I, I knew, man, I put in you know forty mile Saturdays on that trail, and then went back and you know ran ten or fifteen miles again on a Sunday, and just so I had that uh, I put in the work, so that gave me a confidence. But you know, you never know what can happen on um, in an ultra, especially a, this was a very rooty trail, and um, you know I had fallen plenty of times. Uh, this is kind of interesting, man. During the training, uh, it's a 20-mile loop that you do five times for the race. So during the training, I would fall every time I ran that thing, man. I, I trip on a root, trip on nothing. I don't know. I'd end up with <laughs> with dirt or rolling down a hill or end up on my back upside down. And um, it's crazy for the race itself, man. I didn't fall once. Um, now I wasn't moving fast enough to fall that last couple of loops, but <laughs> but. Uh, but it was just kind of kind of a neat thing, you know, to, to bust my behind so many times and then uh, and then just, you know, go through the race without without, uh, uh, you know, hurting myself or anything. Now, after my feet feet look like, uh, you know, the they've never done that again. But for that first hundred, my feet were swollen and and, you know, just nasty looking and took me forever to, to get around and, and do the things I needed to. But it was like kind of like a little badge there, you know, like I earned this, you know, it's, it's like, <laughs> yeah. So um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I just I knew at some point I would be able to get it done. Uh, I was nervous. I was I was uh, but I, I knew I had prepared. So so I did it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. You, you mentioned that, you know, like the 50 K's, 50 miles. Um, 
are still are still difficult and you know and i think that any any runner can establish you know, can can appreciate that because you know if you run a half marathon and then you try to go race a 5k you're like god this this is really hard you know like this it hurts it's a different <sighs> kind of hard it hurts in a different way yeah um yeah but but having done the 100 mile first did that did that uh I don't know. Did that did that help you with when you, when you dabbled in some of the quote unquote shorter distances, or did that? I could I could I could see it obviously being a, a very confidence boost. Like I can do a hundred miles. Clearly, I can do fifty miles or fifty k or hundred k or, or whatever. But um, you know, at, the, at that point, you've been running for a while. A bit of a bit of confidence. Done done your hundred first hundred miler on the first attempt. Um, I could also see it maybe be in a situation where you go into it almost maybe a little bit overconfident sometimes for some of the shorter things because like I've I've done the hundred like whatever I can do it fifty k fifty mile. Have you ever had any of those type of, of situations? No, I, I'm man. I, I I guess I've always been. Uh, I'm pretty pretty just pretty disciplined about training and preparing and and you know going in I, I always want to do always want to do my best. I don't I never like think of a race as I uh, just another uh, another race, especially you know in, in an ultra. And so I've, I, I always even for a fifty mile prepared because, um, like I said, condition uh, conditions. Um, I think my first fifty miler was. Was, was in Mississippi and it was hot and it was really really hilly. I was surprised at how uh, how the elevation that we were going to have to deal with, and um, and so I, I really prepared for it. And and you know I didn't know how to pace myself for a fifty miler. You know after after doing a hundred miler, um, even a fifty k. You know how do I pace myself? Do I need to do, do I push harder? Or so it really kind of you know really still some unknowns there. So I I just prepared it best that I could and um you know and went into it tried not try not to be overconfident because that when you get overconfident that's when you hurt yourself or dnfs happen and um you know you just make stupid mistakes that that you could save a race if you if you just go in and make a few smart decisions you know yeah, yeah. well and, and going back to what you said about falling on the trail i feel like you know, like not that i run a lot of trails and being in central florida it's not like they're technical trails even when i when i do get out on the trail but you know, talk about that overconfidence. It's like, you know, the, the, the joke, I guess you, you always trip on the route that you don't see, but it's like, you know, when you're in a spot where it's, <laughs> where it's real rooty or rocky or whatever, you're like, you're being careful, you're paying close attention. And then if it's just like, you know, if, if, if it looks like it's pretty flat, pretty straight, you're not as careful, you're maybe get a little bit overconfident. That's, that's when the mistakes happen. So I guess, I guess that would make sense in, in racing distances too. Like if you're, you know, especially for an ultra, because you know, you're out there for six, eight, eight, ten hours, whatever your your time is. Like that's a lot of time for things to happen if you're not being careful, if you don't prepare well. So, um, so yeah, not being overconfident. That's probably a, a pretty important thing, no matter what distances you're racing. Yeah, and even uh, you know, and I, I share with people even now. Um, any any ultra that I'm in from a 50k on up, there has never been one that I've run where I haven't had a time where I'm thinking, man, this hurts. This is why am I out here? This is, this is dumb. I could, I could just shut it down right now. You know, every single one of them, um, you know, because the distance may be a little shorter, but the effort is a little bit, you know, a higher effort level. Uh, and so it just, you know, it always ends up hurting at some point, man. (laughs) And, uh, so you just, you know, push through and, uh, you know, learn to learn that this is temporary, uh, and you're going to come out of it. And man, even for a hundred miler, sometimes it's like at mile 25 and or 20 and, and the pain is there and it's, it's, it's terrible. And you're like, Oh yeah, I still got 80 miles to go 80, you know, 75 miles. But you just, with the experience, you kind of know that, okay, this, this is really bad. I'm not feeling good. I'm cramping. It's, you know, something's hurting that's never hurt before, but uh, it'll, uh, it'll pass, you know, it'll pass. I just need to 
keep doing what I do. And uh, so, yeah, it, it, it's, you know, they all hurt. <laughs> they all hurt. Yeah. Well, and, and again, I mean, you can, even if you're not an ultra runner, I feel like you can, you can translate that down because, you know, if, you, if you're pushing yourself on race day, whatever the distance is, you should be, you know, at some point it's probably going to hurt. Um, but the beauty of the longer distance stuff, which I'm, I'm barely getting a taste of, I've done, I've done three fifty K's now. So, you know, I've, I've dipped nice, my toes nice. into the ultra waters a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, after, after years of saying never, ever, ever, then now it's like 50 K and like I haven't signed up for anything yet, but like I can see, I could see a fifty miler at some point in the next, yeah, in the next yeah. couple of years, maybe. Um, you know, which is I'm on that slippery slope towards craziness, like like you have, have just embraced. But uh, you know, it, it is it is interesting to me how in the longer races, it, it's it's um, you know you have those points where like this really sucks, this really hurts, this is not oh, why am I doing this? But almost inevitably. You know, especially if, if if it happens early enough, which you don't want it to happen early in a race, of course. But if it happens early enough, like you come out of it, and and you know when you think you couldn't hardly take another step and, and go another mile, all of a sudden, you, you know, you find yourself running, running again, and like feeling good, and and it's it's this crazy roller coaster. Um, yeah. And so so when you for for you specifically, David, I guess where I'm trying to get to with with this rambling question, when you're in those those down moments, um, you know. Other than the fact that you can rely on your past history and know that that if I just keep going, things will probably come around. How, you know, what kind of mental tricks do you play, or what kind of things do you do um, to help you on the mental side to keep going in order to hopefully come out of this this low patch and start getting back to feeling good and and being able to run again? You know, for for hopefully a good chunk of the race that's still in front of you. Yeah, man, that's a good question. It, it it's it's a little different depending on 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 the headspace I'm in. Uh, I do I've, I've run hundred milers and and I do a lot of them with just no headphones or anything like that, just to try to stay in the moment and stay in touch with my body. For, I mean, the first thing I do is always kind of you know. Um, is what can I do now? What can I do to help this? Maybe, maybe I'm low on, on nutrition. I need to, I need to eat something else. Maybe I'm, I'm getting a little dehydrated. Try to, try to manage what, you know, just those practical things, um, and, and, and to, to help with that. But also, I mean, I think my, my mantra for my first hundred, uh, and I don't even know where I got it from, but I think is, uh, was something like, um, as the miles get longer, I get stronger or something like that, you know, just kind of, kind of psych myself up and I would, you know, say that to myself, uh, when, when the times got tough and I really just didn't want to take another step and, and just until I came out of it. And, um, uh, one of them that, uh, that, that's helped me recently was from, uh, Scott Jurek's book North. And, uh, this, this is who I am. This is what I do, you know, and just, and just kind of not, not, uh, embrace the pain and, and, and acknowledge that it's there, but not let it, not let it consume me and not let my head stay in that, that low place. And, and, and one of the biggest things that I've learned is at, uh, at aid stations, um, no matter how I'm feeling, whether it's the beginning of the race and I'm, I'm just, I'm overjoyed and I'm feeling really good and having a high moment. Or if, if life just sucks, I always may, I always make myself smile coming into an aid station and I always thank them and always ask how they're doing and, and just, um, kind of fake it till you make it, you know, and man, that, that helps, a, that helps a lot. And, and it's just funny seeing that even at the aid stations, you know, you see the aid station workers and they're like, Oh, we're, we're, we're good. How are you? You know, like <laughs> just surprised, you know, uh, you know, so many miles into a race, but, but, uh, it, it, it just helps, man. Just being, 
positive, you know, focusing on something positive and not that my, you know, my, my, my toenail uh, is, is falling off or something, you know, (laughs) something like that. Yeah. So you, you mentioned kind of, uh, Shifting gears, maybe a little bit. I don't know if this is shifting gears or not. We'll we'll see. But um, yeah. you, you mentioned that uh, you, you you hurt your knee again, uh, jumping on jumping on the trampoline. Um, when when that happened, and and again, knowing from from reading the website, if, if my uh, memory is correct here, you, you tore the ACL, same ACL again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Had some some cartilage issues and some meniscus damage as well. Um, when that happened. What what was the uh, the the thoughts for running? Was it was it ever a question that you'd be back to running again, or how did how did that injury kind of reshape things? Yeah, man, that was a um, that one was a was tough because when I when I came down and I was uh, my son, it was for his birthday. He had a, had his birthday at a trampoline park, and I'm just a you know stupid man over 40 <laughs> trying to jump around on a trampoline and slam dunk a basketball. But uh, when it came down, it it, it I felt it pop. I felt my knee, I, you know, like I, like I knew it was bad. And my son was like, are you okay? Okay. And I crawled to the side and I was like, I'm good. You go play. And, and I looked at my brother and I was like, no, it's not, not good. good. It's yeah. not good at all. <laughs> and, um, so, um, man, there was a question, you know, um, man, I, I, I there's a good possibility. I might not be able to, to run again. And this, this rehab took much longer. I was, um, five and a half weeks with, uh, on crutches, mm-hmm uh, no, no weight bearing on it. And, um, then I had, he, I had, uh, part of the, he sewed up part of the meniscus. And uh, as you, you probably know, in the field that you're in the meniscus, that the, the reason that I had to stay off of it, cause it takes a long time to right. heal. And when I was able to start putting weight on it again, something still wasn't right. And, uh, so he had to go back in and snip some of it. Uh, and so that, that made, uh, made it a lot longer to, to, to rehab it. And so I, I was, I was concerned. I just took things slow. I listened to my physical therapist, uh, and, and took my time and, and slowly built up. And I could just tell that this one was a lot worse and it took me a lot longer. But once I knew, uh, that I could run again and he kind of gave me the heads up and, and I slowly started running and building up again. Uh, I, you know, honestly, my, my knee is not, what it was before, you know, I still kind of feel it, you know, every now and then when the weather's changing and stuff, but I'm able to, you know, I, I just keep it strong. I do weight training and, and try to stretch as much as I can. Well, not as much as I should, but as much as I, I, I do, I guess, but you know, it, it, yeah, I was concerned because I, I loved running so much. And, uh, when I was able to run that, that hundred miles for the first time again, Oh, that was good, man. That felt really good. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of time of doubt, but uh, I was able to kind of climb out of that. Was, you know, as, as you're coming back from, from that process, the, the recovery process from that, that second injury, um, you know, just, just thinking off of, of, you know, past experience for myself working with athletes and, and, and kind of knowing, you know, kind of how the body works. It's like with, with, without an ACL, you can pretty much, you can pretty much keep running straight. Like, you know, it's, it's maybe not ideal, but if your muscles are strong enough, like you can run straight and, and, and be fine. But it's when you start doing the side to side stuff, the cutting, you know, that's, that's when things start yeah. to give you, give you trouble. Um, so, so I'm thinking that, you know, did anybody ever advise you or did you ever think about saying, Hey, you know, I, yes, I can run. Thank, thankful for that. 
uh, but maybe stick to the the roads instead of the trails where obviously the trail the footing is always a bit uh, not maybe not always but oftentimes it's a bit more questionable there's a bit more maybe side to side stuff that, that you have to do than you know on a road marathon something like that was there ever thought of like let me try to maybe keep this a little bit safer by sticking to a, a bit more controlled environment than what the, the what the trail provides <laughs> honestly uh I, I didn't i didn't think about it a whole lot i um i did i did st- i mean i still do you know i still do marathons on on a regular basis is mostly as training for 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 ultras but uh i was I, you know my first big runs were on the road and i did that you know until i felt strong enough to do others but man i just love the trails i just love being out you know in, in god's creation and and enjoying it and just getting in that headspace and and just being a part of i don't know man it, it's it's so therapeutic to be to be out and and away from everything you know and uh i i i'm i'm blessed i'm glad i'm happy that i can still do that and i, I do most of my training on on roads you know um because because that's where i live and um uh, but when i can get get out in the woods when i can get to the mountains when i can just get away from it all and, and run and even take the headphones off mm-hmm. man there's 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 nothing like it <laughs> there's nothing like it now you know i have to you know, be careful. And, uh, and, but the trails do, the trails are good for strengthening those, right. those muscles, those stabilizer muscles. And, you know, I took it slow when I first went in, I just, I didn't go crazy and, uh, you know, everything strengthened back up and I hadn't had, hadn't had many issues. So it's been good. Well, good. I keep, keep on, uh, keep on keeping on. I'm going to stick a pin in that comment that you just love the trails because there's, there's something that you've got coming up later this year that, uh, makes me question, your sanity even more so than, than anything and we'll get back to that but uh speaking of of kind of this year you've been getting a little bit more uh you know current current events uh, although i don't remember maybe maybe this isn't this year but um the 200 miler that was recent ish at least it was post post the big injury if, if memory serves um you know again i yeah. can't i can't just gloss over something like that like like I, to me running 100 miles is still ridiculous running 200 miles like i can't even you know it's like it's like how much bigger is is you know how much farther is it from from the earth to the moon than the that I, I don't know it's far like it, it's ridiculous far um 200 what, what is running a 200 miler like wow so so yeah I, I i wanted to tackle it i had never been to, to lake tahoe and um and, and i kind of i guess you can tell from i like to dive into things like i'd never been to the green canyon so the first time i went we ran rim to rim to rim and um and just just experience i love to go and run a place and experience it and so we'd never been to lake tahoe and and i, I signed up for the i got my wife's permission and <laughs> so i'm gonna do the tahoe 200 and um did all the training i could it's pretty flat here in oklahoma but uh did what did what i could to prepare for it and you know i i got to a point where I, I never get real emotional at a finish line, there's always a sense of uh, accomplishment, like, yes, you know, I, I did it, I'm done. And, you know, and there's excitement and there's there's that, that accomplishment that's there. But I never get, like, real teary-eyed or anything. Man, after uh, after 200 miles around Lake Tahoe, uh, man, I cried. You know, I was, <laughs> I was just raw, you know. Um, it... it that was uh that was an experience like like none other and I, i'm ready i'm ready that's why i said when you know for now it, my, my distance is 100 miles but um but I, I have some some things in the works that i hope will uh will get me doing some 200s again and um 
it, it was an amazing experience to be out there for so long and the highs are higher and the lows are lower and to be um to be in such a beautiful beautiful mountains and um just to i don't know man that the, the, the suffering was great but the highs were amazing you know um trying to ma also manage sleep and, and and the food you know and i think at every major aid station i was eating a cheeseburger you know that's so un so unlike any other kind of ultra that you do and you've got i mean unless you're you know crazy like uh according to walter or something you know at some point you gotta you gotta sleep and i think i slept three three and a half hours um total during that that 200 miler and but uh so it's just a whole whole different level of fatigue whole different level of management uh you know i learned a lot and there are some things that when i do it again you know i'll, I'll sleep uh do some planned sleep instead of you know i have to sleep or i'm gonna fall off the mountain <laughs> yeah, so, like, so uh yeah but uh man it's, it's just amazing and they uh destination trail and uh, candace they do such an amazing job of putting these races on it's so organized you're wearing wearing a spot tracker so it's kind of neat afterwards to find out I, I work at a i'm an it director at a, at a school to find out all the people who are following along and and watching my progress and uh it, it was really really a, a cool experience all the way around but um definitely a tough one and then um i was trying to uh get my qualifier for western states and so i, I did the the, the 200 mile that was September of last year. And, um, so to get my qualifier in, uh, exactly, almost exactly a month later, I did the Arkansas traveler, uh, to get my Western States qualifier and I wasn't fully recovered. And, um, but I got it done and, uh, uh it, I hit a pretty good low on that and wasn't having a whole lot of fun, but, uh, got my ticket, uh, for the Western States lottery and ended up ended up getting in so it was worth it <laughs> yeah yeah well that's that's uh i mean yeah you, you did what you had to do and and you know you're one of those people that again that that, that those that have entered the the lottery every year for the last you know six seven eight years and not gotten pulled or you're gonna shake in their fist at you this this guy who does it and doesn't even have the greatest race to get his, his token in and then his, he gets his name called um but but going back to the 200 for for a second yeah um you know one, one thing that that uh I think is is uh, I don't know if it's common. I don't even know if I want to call it a mistake, but a, a common maybe perception is that you know I mean we, hopefully most of us can do pretty simple math and two hundred that's twice of of one hundred. Um, you know, kind of thinking like marathon and a half marathon. You know, half marathon that's easy. It's half of a full marathon. Um, yet I think a lot of people have I've said this and I've had a lot of people that, that have backed me up on this that you know a, a half of a marathon is not, you know, it's not 13.1 miles. Like you're kind of at the halfway point, somewhere around mile 20 or so, as far as how you feel energy, kind of what, what, it, how much it hurts in that last 10 K, something like that. Um, so you can probably see where I'm going with this compared yeah. to a hundred miler is, is it 200 miler? Like, 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 is it, is it, uh, is it double? Is it uh, quadruple? Is it, is it exponential? Like, like what is the, the, the difference from your experience between, <laughs> you know, quote unquote, only running 100 miles versus doing a 200 mile plus event. Man, it's, it's a, it's a whole different, um, I would say probably about a quadruple, um, you, you get it. I think I did, uh, of course I, you know, tried to do as much research as I could and, and I paced myself, you know, slowly. I think my first hundred, uh, of this 200 I did in, it was around 28 hours or something like that. And my finish time ended up being like, uh, it was 73, 
45 or something like that. So um, that second half took a lot longer. Um, basically, that's where I ended up having to, to, to sleep and all. And uh, I, I was, I mean, it's some parts of it, I, uh, I was running and, and just falling asleep. And I'd never, never gotten that bad in a hundred miler, you know, I was, I was bobbing and weaving, you know, while I was going down the road. And, um, it, it, it just scrubbed me so raw, uh, to my core. And my wife was, my wife was, uh, there to help crew me. And when I had, I think, um, I think I had, what was it four or four or six miles left? I took a nap. I had, I, I had that little left and I, 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 I took a nap. I slept for half an hour because I was concerned about getting to the end of it. And so, um, it, it, it's a, it's a whole different level of, of fatigue. And, and, um, you know, there were times where I got confused on the trail. There was one time on the trail, this was, uh, into the second night and I just left an aid station and aid stations are spaced about 18 to 20 miles apart. And, uh, I'm on top of this, this mountain. It's, stars are amazing I said more you know more stars than you could imagine and they're just taking it in and it's it's beautiful so I left the aid station I'm three miles from the aid station I was feeling fine and and something just clicked and I got so tired I was confused I was like I, I didn't know why I was on the mountain like I, all I knew was that I had to keep moving forward and 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 it was it was pretty dicey I, I was just really I was concerned and I was like man I can I'm, I'm in a bad place and I can, I can go three miles back or the next aid station at that point was 14 miles ahead. And, um, so I just kind of with what, where my brain was and what I could wear, I, I knew I needed caffeine. So I took some caffeine and, and, and tried to, you know, get some other foods in me and things like that. And, 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 and kept, just kept moving forward in the confusion and, you know, luckily I stayed on the trail and, you know, when I came out of it, I was like, wow, that was, that was messed up. So when we got to the next aid station, I was like, I have to sleep. I've got to, I've got to lay down for a little while. Cause this is, this is ridiculous. But, um, you know, it's just a whole, I'd never experienced that before. Never been that, I guess, out of my mind from, from, <laughs> from, from running and not sleeping. Yeah. It's crazy. When, when you, take that that nap whatever it is a half an hour or an hour or whatever um you know i mean i think we've all been in that situation where we take that little like you know is it worth taking a 15 minute nap and potentially being more tired afterwards or you know to, to having that little bit of sleep and, and hopefully that pe that peps you up i mean obviously if you're falling asleep on the trail like like your body's telling you hey we need we need to to rest here for a second but you know, mm. when, when you wake up, like how, how fresh do you feel? Is it, is it groggy? Is it, is it, are you feeling fantastic? Like, like what's it, what's it like to wake up, you know, whatever you're, you're two, two days deep into a race and like kind of <laughs> taking a, a, a 30 minute or an hour long nap. Like, like what's it like when you wake up from that? Um, some, some of them, um, uh, I would say most of the time I, I felt uh, like refreshed. I felt, I felt, you know, if I was able to get there and just pass out, I felt refreshed. There were a couple that I felt groggy that, the, um, and, and I'll say this, there were a few times where, especially during the day, where when I got to that point, I would lay down on the side of the trail for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And um, 
and take a just just take a nap. And um, you know, it's kind of funny. You for these two hundred, you're 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 running down the trail when you look over. I remember seeing two people just passed out on the side <laughs> of the trail, and they had actually put a little note there that we're okay, we're sleeping. You know, it's like, <laughs> so because because you know you're concerned. You're like, hey, is, you know, you see somebody on the side of the trail, you ask how they're doing. But um, and that that's what was dangerous about that place was it was at night. It was cold. I couldn't just lay on the side of the. Tra- trail I was wearing shorts I, I would have frozen um but most of the time I, I felt pretty good there was the first time I tried to sleep my body just didn't cooperate and I kind of laid there and just, just just I rested a little but I really didn't get any good sleep with the the subsequent naps um my body was kind of got into the groove it's like okay let's let's shut down for a little while and, and I, I perked up after that man and um you know it, it, it helped that my wife was at the, the, the aid stations. It helped that she was there to kind of, while I took a nap, she made sure everything else, my pack was good and everything else. And she was a, a, an amazing, amazing crew. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. So I think, I think if I get, when I go into a 200 miler again, I'll plan my, my naps, like I said, and I, I think my body will, you know, uh, know that, okay, this is nap time mm-hmm. and, um, it's just planned and I'll be able to get a, a little more, um, uh, rest that'll that'll make a difference in right. how I run when I get up. Yeah, I, I almost you know as, as you're saying that I almost wonder if it's if it's kind of one of those things where it's almost like you know at, at an ultra eat before you're hungry because you're going to need it later like sleep sleep before you're really that tired because it's going to help you know exponentially down the road as opposed to if you wait too long and it's almost impossible to get caught back up. Yeah, there was a guy in the first like uh, 50 miles. Is a uh, Taylor Spike. He's he's a crazy guy. He runs all kind of good races. He'd be good to get on here. But he um, he he was taking a nap early on, and I saw him, and he's like, "I'm just taking a nap." And I was like, "All right." Well, he ended up in a place in third place, and in the, in the he passed me up later on, just flying while I was falling asleep on the trail. You know, he he napped strategically, and and he was able to you know stay stay alert, stay awake, and he wasn't bobbing and weaving like i said on the trail he was able to you know stay alert and make his time on the trail uh, much more productive so yeah that's that's i learned that's a valuable lesson i learned for for me i i can't just run it straight through i've got to i've got to get some sleep yeah well i i yeah i think i would i would need i, I would need some sleep too going geez, 200 <laughs> miles ridiculous but um this year uh you ran western states earlier this this uh this summer um, and you got a couple other hundred milers, uh, uh, three more hundred miles uh, on the schedule for, for later this year. Um, and, and I, you know, as we're getting close to wrapping up, I want to focus on the last one a little bit, which is, uh, if, if the plan is what I think it is from, from seeing some of the posts in the ultra Facebook group and in the, um, on your website, the plan is to run a hundred miles on the treadmill, uh, before the, before the end of the year. Why, why in God's name, where are you going to run? You know, like I said, stick a pin in this whole, I, we, I like being out on the trails. I really love nature and running, running out on the trails. A hundred miles. Like I did 26.2 on the treadmill earlier this year as a, as a charity run. And it was the most miserable 26.2 miles. I think I, maybe even more, worse than my first 26.2 miles, which was miserable because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. A hundred miles on the treadmill, David. Wh- why? Why? And don't just say why not. Because I can give you a thousand reasons why not. <laughs> and it exactly starts with it starts say. with why a capital not? T. <laughs> treadmill times a thousand. That's yeah. why. Why are you doing this? Well, well I, I, I will say this. I I don't love the treadmill. The treadmill is I call it a necessary evil. You know, when the weather is just too dangerous to be out, and you know, or or, or whatever, I, I'll I'll jump on the treadmill and do it. And earlier this year. Uh, in fact, a few weeks ago, I did 50K on the treadmill um, because of the weather and, and 
and some things going on. And um, I, I just um, I saw a few other people had done it. It's the the treadmill challenge, and um, I, I wanted to get 400 milers. Uh, done this year and I had three that I signed up for and I said you know that one would fit nicely and that looks like a very um very good mental challenge and so um so I, I went ahead and put that one down for for December and I'm gonna go ahead and give it a whirl um I'll probably regret it um <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I will um uh, I, I, my plan is to um, to have have all my nutrition on the side, and and for the treadmill challenge, you've got 48 hours to do it. But I, I want to do it within 24, and um, and I, I'll just uh, man, I'm I'm gonna save a bunch of things to watch on Netflix and <laughs> just just try to veg out and keep my brain. If I can keep my brain occupied, I I, I can get it done pretty good. But uh, I just I don't know. Just it's just one of those things. Like ah, I just want to do it then I'll, I'll, I'll probably regret it it'll probably be a one and done but uh i'm gonna give it a shot we'll see what happens <laughs> the, the, the question will be after after it's said and done you know which which beat you down and made you more raw the 100 miles on the treadmill or 200 miles in in uh around lake tahoe because goodness gracious that, <laughs> a treadmill thing like even you, you think you'll be oh, i'll be all set i'll have all these these things to watch on on no like oh i, I don't know my experience i don't need to call yours but whew, that's that's gonna be uh, a I would say an adventure, but it's going to be the opposite. It's going to be an anti-adventure, I think, for you. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Like I said, I, I, I'll end up. It's it's gonna it's gonna be a different kind of suffering. So I, I'll just I don't know. We'll see what happens. But <laughs> I, 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 I I'll get it done unless I hurt something physically. Mm-hmm. I'll get it done. But man, it's it's going to be something. So <laughs> we'll see. Maybe maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll live stream it or something. So if somebody <laughs> with less of a life than me that wants to watch a dude run 100 miles on a treadmill, they can. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I, well, I'll tell you, I, I did that when I did mine, and uh, like oh, I said, just just a marathon. But like I said, it was it was trying to raise some money. I'm, I'm doing a race for uh, for the uh, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, so I was like, this will be a, a fun way to, to fundraise a little bit. And, and it was, I mean, it worked out great. Got a, got a, a good chunk of, of donations for it. But yeah, it was it was surprising. And you know, a lot of them are listening right now. How how many crazy people were just like, I've got nothing better to do on a Friday morning than to watch watch some clown <laughs> run, uh, you know, run run on a treadmill for 26 miles. And I mean, they were they. They tuned in early. They stayed the whole time. Some of them stayed the whole time. A lot of people were checking in and out throughout the day. Uh, so you might be surprised if you if you throw it up on a live stream. How many people literally have have you know either have nothing better to do or are just so amazed that like wow this is this is really happening. The people keep checking in. It's it's a little crazy. Yeah, that's cool. It might, might be good motivation, you know, that somebody's watching. <laughs> so, Tell you what, that that idea yeah. may have crossed my mind a few times to just hit the stop button, but knowing that there were people there, like, yeah, it, it keeps you going. So um, as, as we're getting to the to kind of the point of, of wrapping things up, and there's so many things that uh, I feel like we could have covered and, and either glossed the surface or, or you know, skipped over altogether. But uh, I like to, to close on what I call a philosophical question, David, which is really a fancy way of saying it. it's kind of like the introductory question, just something that's pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Um, and pretty pretty open ended and, and allows you to just kind of take it uh, whichever direction that you want to go. Um, but but I'm curious, you know, at, at at this point in your in your running career, um, and you know all the the distances, the races, the the things that you've done, um, I have to feel like running has probably taught you a few lessons, or your experience with running has taught you a few lessons that you've been able to play out into other aspects of your life. I, I know that 
I, I feel like I learned every every lesson I've, I've learned in the last 10 so, years. Has been, I feel like it's, it's been rooted in, in my running uh, journey. Uh, is there a lesson or two that you could uh, kind of share to, to, to leave us with today as far as what, what you've learned from running that's maybe carried over into other aspects of your life as well? Yeah, yeah, man, without a doubt. Um, I, I, we all say, you know, life, life is life is life, you know, and, and, and if anybody tells you that, that their life is perfect and they never have any ups and downs, you know, they're, they're crazy or they're lying. And it through running the, the ups and downs, especially, um, especially some of the longer distances, uh, I've learned and, and I've learned, I've learned. And what I want to tell others is that, you know, you just have to keep moving forward. You have to keep, you have to trust, you know, that, 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 that you are where you are for a reason and you have to keep moving forward, you know, in a race, sometimes you don't know what to do. You don't know why you're hurting. You just got to keep, take that next step and, and you just keep moving and, and know that it'll get better. You, things will feel better. And in life, sometimes, man, sometimes life is tough and life just, you know, you get to a point where you just, you're sitting there and you're like, this, this stinks. You know, I don't know what to do next. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know. I don't, and you don't have to have all, all the answers. You just got to keep, keep moving forward, you know? And, 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 um, you know, for, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian and I just, you know, I believe God's in control. And, and, and so I, I just, trust him in, in my running and I trust him in life, you know, and I just like, I'm just going to keep moving forward and do what I know to do, you know, I do the next thing that I know is right. Do the next thing I know is good and, and, and trust the process and know that, that it's going to get better. It's gonna, and it always does. It always does in a race, you know, unless I injure myself, it always gets better. And in life, you know, when you hit those low points, man, you just keep, keep moving forward and press on and, and things get better. And, and, it's it's good. You, you you deal with the problems you can, and the rest you just move forward and, and let them handle themselves. Great, yeah. uh, great, great lesson, and, and certainly something I, I've been nodding my head for the you know pretty much the entirety of that, and I'm sure other people have as well. So it's a great place to to wrap things up. Once again, guys, if you want to check out what David's got going on, follow follow along with the the journey, the the treadmill. 100 miler the other 100 milers he's got planned for this year and who knows what what next year has in store um either the riot.run or terrio.run depending on how how french you want to be uh but the spelling is the same either way t-h-e-r-i-o-t.run is the website uh on instagram again it's at riot dude but again that that o is actually a zero so r-i-0-t-d-u-d-e disruns.com slash seven six eight is a link back for the show notes we'll have everything linked up there in case your 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 french name spelling is a, a little <laughs> bit off we'll have it all linked up for you there disruns.com slash seven six eight so uh david thank you for uh for taking the time today uh thanks for for sharing some stories like i said so many things we probably could have de- you know gotten a lot deeper on or or even touched the surface on but just not enough time for today so maybe we'll have to do this again especially after the oh i keep going back to that treadmill 100 it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be an adventure like i said but uh again thank you for the yeah, time man. today congratulations on on everything you've accomplished this year and in the past and certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward and looking forward to continue to stay in touch so uh, thanks for the time and, and all the best my friend oh thank you man enjoyed it appreciate it all right Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation between David and myself. And as always, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was what was your takeaway from the conversation today? Uh, for me, it, it goes to the the point that David was talking about about you know when you when you have a rough patch when when things aren't going well on race day, and you know just the value of just pressing forward, just keep moving forward, even if it's not very fast. Uh, just keep moving towards the goal. 
making incremental progress because incremental progress is still progress. And, you know, I think that's one of those lessons that I've certainly learned over, over the years. It's one of those lessons that might be, uh, talked about in uh, the next book, which, uh, is in the early stages of being written right now. So stay tuned for that. Um, but you know, just this idea of whether you want to call it taking the next step or, or, you know, progress, relentless forward progress or whatever, just continuing to move forward is so vital, not just in running, but gosh, in every aspect of our life, you know, um, when, when you're having a bad day at work, when you're having relationship struggles, or you just have one of those days where nobody is, uh, nothing seems to be going right. You know, Murphy's law, everything that can go wrong is going wrong. Um, it's, it's tempting sometimes to throw in the towel. It's tempting to think that if maybe if we just quit, we won't have to deal with this anymore. But, uh, you know, y- y'all know you, you've been there before. That's not how life works. You know, life has got to keep going. We've got to keep going. Um, whether that's, you know, during a, a 5k, during a, a marathon, during any other race distance an ultra half, um, or during life, during work, during family, you got to keep going. You got to keep going. And, you know, even if it's not great, even if it's not smooth sailing, even if it's not the most fun, take the step, keep moving forward. And so when David was mentioning that and how that, you know, you have to go through those, those phases, those stages in a hundred miler. Um, that's all I could think about was not only do you have to go through that in a hundred miler, but you have to do that in every other race distance and in pretty much every other area of life as well. So it was a big time takeaway for me, something that, um, I know and sometimes still struggle with if I'm, if I'm honest, uh, not just giving up, but just, just keep moving. Just try just whatever baby steps, baby steps. Got to crawl before you can walk and walk before you can run. So keep moving forward, no matter what life or running throws at you. That's my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from this episode? Uh, as always love to hear those types of things. So you can send me a, a DM or a, a message or whatever, a tweet, a, a reply on either, uh, Instagram or Twitter. I'm at disruns on in both places. You can also send me an email, disruns at gmail.com. And if neither of those modes of communication really gets you going, you can also head over to the show notes for today's episode, disruns.com slash seven, six, eight. There's photos, there's comments, there's links, there's all of the things there and you can you know scroll down to the com- comment section and leave your own feedback leave your own comments on today's episode of the show love to see those things and it's a great way to kind of keep the conversation going not just between myself and you but amongst other people as well so uh love to hear your thoughts love to hear your feedback love to hear your takeaways and uh once again if there's something that uh, you need some help with as far as preparing for a race but uh you know working with a coach might not be the thing for you right now for whatever reason be ready on race day is there and uh, hopefully that would be able to help you get pointed in the right direction uh figured out what you need to do and how to best prepare yourself for the race that is coming up on your calendar be ready on raceday.com is the website so with that we'll go ahead and uh stick a fork in this one call it done uh thank you guys for listening thanks for all the support all the support of the book the support of all the other things that uh, are going on in my world Um, I certainly, certainly do appreciate it. And uh, until next time, please be well. Please take good care. Thank you again for listening. And we'll talk soon, all right? See you guys.